So uh, I'm going to talk this morning about looking through our windows. So just to begin with, before I get into that, what do you see when you look out the windows this morning? Who wants to uh, get a hand up there of someone who's looking out the window? Alan, what do you see when you look out the window? Hang on, microphone. Going. What do you see when you look out the windows? It's the same as what you see when I look out the window. I see a couple of new houses that have been built. Yep. Or most probably more than two. There must be three or four jammed in there. And some cars on the street and a bit of drizzle. Very good. Okay. Karen, what do you see when you look out the window? Well, I can see the same as Alan, but <laughs> I saw people walking past, uh, walking their dog, and other people walking past in our vicinity in the neighbourhood. Very good. I saw that too, and they got wet. I think it was raining when, the, when, it was, uh, when they were walking their dog. Let's see if there's any other different uh, things, views from this side. Zach, what did you see looking out the window? Uh, the bad back shop car. Oh, very good. <laughs> That must be a really good business, that uh, bad back shop. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Doug, what did you see looking out the window? Um, I see a, a hill with trees on it. Any sheep on it? No, I can't see the sheep. Oh, good. Very good. Uh-oh, here we come. I can see a cheap-looking white car out there, but fortunately I can't make out the uh, letters on it. <laughs> have to get new glasses for you. So windows is what we, we look through, and windows are neither good nor bad. Um, they can be a help to us, or they can be a bit of a hindrance. Some people love clean windows. My late father-in-law was a real stickler for clean windows. Whenever he went to his holiday house at the beach, the first thing he did was go around and wash all the windows. Um, that hasn't rubbed off on me. Uh, I forget about our windows that they need to be cleaned. Windows can be dangerous also, especially, you might remember the story in, the, in uh, Acts, I think it is, with Paul, how he was uh, preaching one particular uh, period and he kept on preaching for a long time, which might happen this morning, not too sure, but he kept on preaching for a long time and a young guy, but like Zach, fell asleep during the service and he, uh, he fell out the window um, so, uh, and, and hit the ground. It wasn't too good for him. So that, the moral of that story is make sure you are listening well this morning, please. We don't want to have anyone falling out our windows. A young couple moved into a new neighbourhood. The next morning, while they were eating breakfast, the young woman saw her neighbour hanging the washing outside. That laundry is not very clean, she said. She doesn't know how to wash correctly. Perhaps she needs better laundry soap. Her husband looked on but remained silent. Every time her neighbour would hang her washing to dry, the young woman would make the same comments. About one month later, the woman was surprised to see a nice, clean wash on the line and said to her husband, Look, she has learned how to wash correctly. I wonder who taught her this. The husband said, I got up early this morning and cleaned our windows. 
And so it is with life. What we see when looking out our windows depends on the clarity of the windows through which we look. A window can be that through which we see the openness beyond, or it can remind us of a prison with self at the center. We can hide our dark secrets behind closed windows, or we can share our lives in open windows. Some houses have small windows that give just a little outlook, while others allow us to gaze upon the beauty of God's creation. Now, church buildings over the centuries have approached their windows in different ways. Really, from the the time of the Reformation right through today, many church buildings have the stained glass windows. And if I had been a bit more prepared, I would have had some pictures of them, lovely stained glass windows for you to see. But, you know, they're wonderful, some of these windows. And uh, they often tell a story, the Bible's story. And so in the Middle Ages... The majority of the world was illiterate and could not afford Bibles. So the role of the stained glass window is essentially that of a picture book and allowed folks to understand the gospel story. And if you go into a church building with the stained glass windows, there's something quite peaceful, contemplative, calming about going in there and just looking at these wonderful, um, wonderful windows. In our modern day, uh, auditoriums. A lot of uh, church, churches have their auditoriums dark and no windows. And the posture of the people is towards the, the front of the stage, similar to a, a theatre or a concert. This sort of layout really, an environment really appeals to younger people. For many Uh, visitors to the Netherlands, one of the great discoveries when wandering through the streets of Amsterdam or other towns and cities is is that you can often take a look inside people's homes when it gets dark. I'm not talking about the red district of Amsterdam, this is ordinary homes. And that's because many Dutch people never close their curtains or blinds. Often people don't even have curtains or blinds in their homes. The Dutch themselves don't think it unusual. It is so interwoven in their culture that researchers have struggled to figure out exactly why people in the Netherlands care so little about their privacy. Those who look for an explanation for this rather curious exhibitionism quickly get caught up in major sociological tangles. Is it, I've got nothing to hide, or a look at what I've got mentality, or is it both? We as a church family here, we want to connect with people and we want to introduce them to know Jesus. And this is exemplified by our rebuild after the earthquakes. This auditorium was given a bit of a facelift and it makes it quite different to a lot of the modern church buildings which close themselves off from the outside world as if the world is a distraction to them. However, we've gone the other way and we've added more windows to the auditorium which allows those within to look out hopefully not too much looking out just at the moment while you concentrate but anyway for those within to look out and for passers-by to look in with an implicit invitation so community can flow both ways and there's also a lovely connection that Doug mentioned as we sit here we can glance towards on a fine day towards the hills 
and just enjoy uh, and, and think about God's creation and the trees and the hills. In the book of Daniel, in chapter 6, there's a story there about the king, Darius, I think it was, who um, he, he got on quite well with Daniel. Daniel was a captive in the land. He'd been brought over uh, as a young fella, and, but he had He'd moved through the ranks of government officials and he was in quite a, a good position serving the king. But some of his fellow uh, governors of the time were a bit jealous of Daniel's popularity. And uh, so they managed to talk this king into signing a decree that banned people from praying to their God for a period of time. They knew that Daniel was one of these guys that does pray, so they managed to uh, convince the king that he should do this. So Daniel heard about this. So we read it in chapter, 10 verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 10. Although Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he continued to go to his house, which had windows in its upper room open towards Jerusalem, and to get down on his knees three times a day to pray to his God and praise him just as he had done previously. This simple act of opening his window was a declaration of his faith and God's word and confidence that the Lord would hear his prayer. Daniel's posture was towards Jerusalem, but our posture is towards the world. As we symbolically open our windows and look out upon the world, might we start to pray for those who pass by here every Sunday morning and trust the promise of Jesus to give us Holy Spirit power to help us connect with people that we will pray for our neighbour. Windows remind us that there is an outside world. Windows remind us that real and lasting joy doesn't come from a world of selfies, constantly turning our attention on ourselves, Real joy comes from looking beyond ourselves and seeing connections with people without Jesus. I came across a story about a, a church family in the US, a, a, a church who, in the US, who decided to make their building a little warmer. And they had those lovely stained glass windows. And if you've been in some of those older buildings, they are difficult to heat. So they loved their stained glass windows, so they decided to put perspex, uh, plastic sheets, on the outside of their window. Uh, so that was fantastic. During the winter months, they were really warm, and it still allowed the light to come through as well. However, when winter came, they got very, sorry, when summer came, they got really hot. And they thought, well, we better open the windows to let a bit of fresh air come through. And they suddenly realised they can't because they had plastic sheets on the outside, so it made it rather difficult. Windows help us regulate the environment inside our houses, but some buildings have closed windows that cannot be opened. There's something a little bit wrong about that. We cannot see the world that God called us to love. We cannot feel the temperature around us. We cannot air our own mustiness. We have closed windows. We forget that sometimes in an effort to protect ourselves, 
we fix our windows so that they can no longer be opened. In John 4.35, Jesus says, Lift up your eyes. Look out the windows. The harvest is ready. We need to be aware of the times. And in our conversations with people, we need to be alert to the cry of their hearts, their pain and sense of hopelessness in this world of ours. We need to not only hear the need to be Christ's witness, but also to look out our windows and seize the opportunities that are before us. This passage in John comes just after Jesus has the encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. And she goes back to her village, and the village people are coming out to meet this person, Jesus, that she's told them about. Now, while this is happening, the disciples arrived back. They'd, they'd gone into the, the town, and they began urging Jesus to eat some food. So they'd gone to this town. They'd missed the harvest right in front of them. So here's a woman who's bringing all these people back to hear Jesus, all these people out to come and see Jesus. Look around us right now. Open our eyes, God. Help us to see that the fields are ripe to harvest, that there are people all around us who are hurting. There are people all around us in need of Jesus. People all around us that you love and you desire to draw to yourself. We are not a group of Christians that pull the curtains across and symbolically say that the world out there is a distraction or an interruption or that we, what we do in here is private in our own business. Don't look in at us. You know, God has the greatest window ever, a window on the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. God's window is so large, so open. His window is towards the world. When you sit here and look out at the people walking past, and there are one or two that we see on a regular basis walking past these windows, might our hearts ache with a sorrow and a passion for them to know Jesus? When we go home and sit with our lattes in our lounge and gaze at our windows, remember people around us. They need someone to start a conversation with them and to listen to their story. So God, we pray that today, tomorrow, this week, you would open our eyes to see the people you love so much all around us and to do your work to share good news of your love with them. Help us to live our faith and share our lives today and tomorrow and to make this good news known. Please, O oh God, we pray. God, we pray for this kind of perspective on this community right now, out these windows. And God, we pray for this perspective at our places of work, where we play, where we live. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So when you go home today, don't go and wash all your windows, but do look out them though. Music group, if you'd like to come up.
Let's stand together. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not, as thou hast been, forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. just pray and ask Lord that you would open our windows to the world around us give us a real compassion and a real love for those that we see around us Lord not just here but at home and at work this week we thank you Lord and commit this week to you
This is my day.